Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. We're in week two of a series that we're calling Things Jesus Never Said, where we're looking at some statements that Jesus never said, but that we may think that he said, or we were taught at some point of our lives that this is what Jesus said, or if we were him, that things that we would say. And so last week we kicked off this series by talking about this phrase that Jesus never said, you don't need to forgive them. And so we talked about what Jesus actually said about forgiveness. And if you wanna catch up and watch that message, you can go to YouTube and you can search Queen City Church and you can find that message and all the church at homes that we've done up until this point. Or if you just wanna get the message, we have an audio podcast and you can find that on Spotify and also Apple. Uh, But this week, if you're taking notes, which I hope you are, we're gonna be talking about this statement that Jesus never said you won't have bad days. That's a statement that Jesus, we're gonna learn today, that he never said, you won't have bad days. Let's pray and invite God to do whatever he wants to do. God, we love you, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. God, I pray that your word that is alive and active comes alive to us personally like never before. We open up our entire lives to you. Speak to us and help us to walk away from this different than when we walked in. We love you so much and we thank you for Jesus. And it's through Jesus that we pray, amen. Now, I started full-time ministry in 2004. So if you do the math, I've been a pastor now for 16 years. And for the first 13 years of full-time ministry, I was a youth pastor, meaning I worked with middle school students and high school students. By the way, shout out to Queen City Youth and to Queen City U. Love you guys so much. You're amazing. Uh, And because I was a youth pastor for such a long time, what that meant is that I spent a lot of time at summer camp. Come on, how many of you love summer camp? It's so much fun. And when I think of summer camp, and I spend a lot of time at summer camp, I think of playing team games and competitions, you know, like wearing your team colors and waving your team flag, racking up points for every single victory. But if you somehow got unlucky and you got put on a bad team with no athletes, thank God for the spirit points, that you could still get some spirit points. And when I think of camp, I also think of swimming in a nasty lake. Of course, only after that you pass your swim test, because safety first. And then hopefully that it was one of these can't hide money camps that had a zip line into that nasty lake or one of those like big fancy blobs. Those were so cool. Uh, Also think of camp food. Come on, camp food. That somehow was always a shade of brown or orange. All the food, somehow. When I think of camp, I think of middle school guys not wearing deodorant and not shaving. They probably don't shave anyway, but not showering for the entire week. When I think of summer camp, I think of the ungodly straight from the pit of hell smells that came from the cabins. And lastly, I, I think of finding camp love. 
with that special someone from another youth group, and you were convinced that this is the person that you're going to marry, but then at the end of the week, like being in tears, sobbing, I mean, uncontrollably weeping as you got into the church van and pulled away from camp, but by the time you got home, it was all good because you had already moved on and found you a new boo. That's what I think of. I think of all that when it comes to summer camp. But in the middle of all that insanity and hormones, there were some of the most unforgettable nights with God that I've ever experienced, where students would encounter the presence and the power of God and make these genuine heartfelt commitments to follow him the rest of their life and that they would walk away completely different than they came. But after a few summer camps, I started noticing a pattern students that would make these heartfelt commitments and decisions to follow Jesus only to see them stop the very first time that they experience a bad day. And one that broke my heart too, it made me think about what is the message that we're communicating here at this camp? That in this excitement and in this fun of summer camp, are we somehow communicating a message that says, follow Jesus, give him your life, and guess what? If you do that, you won't have bad days. And when I think about the first 84 weeks of our church, we have unapologetically over and over again communicated this message in John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus said, I came so that they could have real and eternal life more and better life than they ever dreamed of. In other words, that the best possible life that you and I could ever live is found following Jesus. That not only does he offer you eternal life, heaven in the future, but he also offers you abundant life right now. And so every single week, every single service, for 84 weeks, we have given people the opportunity to make the most important decision of their life, the decision to follow Jesus. And spoiler alert, it's coming at the end of this message too. And in the first 84 weeks of our church, we have had 638 people make that decision. And I'm telling you, that is something that you should be excited about, that whether you're by yourself, that even right now, you can give God praise for that. But one of my greatest fears as a pastor is that people hear this message that we're communicating, that Jesus offers you the best life that you could ever possibly live, and at the same time, believe a lie that the message is you won't have bad days. Because Jesus never said that. Yes, on one hand, Jesus said, I have come that they could experience this more and better abundant life. But on the other hand, he also said things like this in John 16, verse 33, where he said, in this world, you will have trouble. That's what Jesus said. In this world, you will have troubles. And, you know, come on, isn't that verse so encouraging? Aren't you so glad that you tuned in to church today? But this is a promise from Jesus himself, words that are written in red in my Bible. Jesus never promised 
that you'd always be healthy and wealthy. Jesus never promised that you'd be immune from problems and pain, like somehow Jesus is this protective bubble over your life. Jesus never promised that life would always be the sunshine and rainbows. He promised that in this world you will, not that you might, but that you will have trouble. And here's why it's so important that we get this today. Because if we don't, what do we do when we inevitably have these bad days? What do we do when a coronavirus pandemic breaks out? What do we do when someone we love gets sick or gets cancer or tragically passes away? What do we do when we experience rejection or heartbreak or divorce? What do we do when we experience a miscarriage? What do we do when we lose our job or our business gets shut down? What do we do when we are consumed and we find ourselves under major financial pressure and we're in debt up to our ears and that we're on the verge of bankruptcy? What do we do when we're consumed with fear, anxiety, and depression? What do we do when we experience pain, hurt, tragedy, or loss? Listen, if you believe that Jesus said that you won't have bad days, if that's the theology that you bought into, that you won't have bad days, listen, I love you enough to tell you the truth. It will crush your faith when you have bad days that you'll bounce on God. And like you could say, like I tried the Jesus thing and it just didn't work. When really the Jesus thing that you thought was the Jesus thing wasn't even the Jesus thing. And with everything in me as your pastor, listen, I don't want that to happen. I want you to not only just start your race, I want you to finish your race. I want you to experience that abundant life and all the way until you experience eternal life. I want you to have a real, close, consistent relationship with God that just keeps getting better and better on your best days, on your worst days, and on everything in between. So the question today is, so how do we experience that type of life, especially on our bad days? Well, the good news is, is that Jesus tells us exactly how to do that in Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24. And this is what Jesus says. Jesus says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And when I read these verses, I see three things that jump out to me that we all have in common. Every single one of us, it doesn't matter who we are, what we've experienced, where we grew up, where we went to high school, it doesn't matter. Everybody has these three things in common. Write these things down. Number one, we are all building a house. Every single one of us, we are all building a house. And in these verses, like you saw that Jesus uses a lot of metaphoric language. And a house simply represents our life. 
So when I say we are all building a house, in other words, I'm saying we are all building a life. And in this text, Jesus describes two types of people. And the first, he describes people that build their house on what he calls the rock. And that's verse 24, where he says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So if Jesus... Jesus himself, if he wants us to build our lives on the rock, what in the world is the rock? I did some, I did some studying this week, and Psalm 118.22 says this, The stone, the rock, that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Now, remember that. That's in the Old Testament. And this is in Acts chapter 4, verse 11 in the New Testament where it says, for Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures. In Psalm 118, verse 22, where it says, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. See, we have to understand that the rock is Jesus. It's who he is. It's his way of life. And this verse describes people that build their entire life on Jesus, not religion, not rules and regulations, not behavior modifications, not this legalistic checklist of do's and don'ts, but the very foundation of their life that everything else is built on is on this relationship with Jesus. And then he describes people that build their house on sand. And this is in verse 26 where he says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. Now, Jesus being the rock makes complete sense to me. But what in the world is sand? Get this, and here's what we have to understand. If Jesus is the rock, everything else is sand. Everything not Jesus is sand. So relationships, as awesome as they are, your marriage, your relationship with your kids, maybe your friends, that relationships, if you build your life on it, you're building it on sand. That your career, your job, climbing the corporate ladder, that it's sand. That status and fame and notoriety, that that is sand. Those things are not bad, but they are sand. And so every single one of us, are building our house, our life, on one of these two things, either the rock or sand. And number two, I see this that we all have in common. We will all go through storms. And storms here simply represent hard things in life. It represents those bad days. And in verse 25, talking about people that build their house on the rock, it says the rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. And then two verses later in verse 27, talking about people that build their house on sand, it says the rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. In other words, every single person, including you and I will go through bad days. We will go through the storms of life. I'm telling you, they're coming. And maybe you hear that and you're like, come on, Pastor Brian, can you be more positive? Okay, I am positive that you will experience bad days and hard days because nobody, look at me, nobody is exempt 
from the storms of life. Nobody is exempt from bad days, no matter the foundation that we build on. Don't buy into the lie that if we build our life on Jesus, the rock, that we won't have bad days because Jesus never said that. And then number three, here's the last thing I see that we all have in common, is that we will all experience storms based on how we build our house. That we will all experience these storms of life, these bad days, based on how we build our house, our life. In verse 25, talking again about the people that build their house on the rock, when they experience storms, it says, yet that house, it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And then in verse 27, two verses later, talking about the people that build their house on sand, when they experience storms, it says, that house, it fell with a great crash. And these verses revealed this truth that the storm, it doesn't reveal what you built, but how you built it. That these storms, these bad days in life, they don't reveal your house and what you built, but how you built it. And listen, you and I, we have to get this today, that we cannot choose if we experience storms, but we can choose how we experience storms. It's so important for us to get this right now, especially with everything going on in our world today. We cannot choose if we experience storms, but we can choose how we experience storms. Let me put it this way, that you can't control the storms, but you can control how you build. And the truth is right now, we can't control a lot of things. We can't control what's happening in our world. We can't control this coronavirus crisis. If we could, we would. But we can't. We cannot control. We cannot control what's happening in the economy. We can't control being quarantined in our house. We can't control losing our jobs or our businesses being majorly affected or shut down. We can't control the storms. But we can control how we build our house. And so listen, if you choose, and that's the key word, choose, if you choose to build your house on the rock, on Jesus, who he is, his way of life, doing life his way, your house will stand through the storms and the bad days. You can, right in the middle of a storm, experience peace that passes all your understanding, peace that doesn't even make sense, that you can experience joy in any and all circumstances, that you can experience strength that is beyond you, that you can experience purpose in the middle of pain, that you can be unshaken with everything around you shaking. But if you build your house on sand, on anything else, your house won't stand through those storms and those bad days. So, number one, we are all building a house. Number two, we will all go through storms. And number three, we will all experience those storms based on how we build our house. Now, I'm so passionate about this and, I, and I, I hope that that's being seen today. I'm so passionate about this because I've seen my share of bad days. 
I've gone through my share of storms. In fact, these, these verses are Heather and I's like life verses. They, they mean the world to me. Even right now, I have a bracelet on right now that says on the rock, because it's a reminder to me to make sure that no matter what's happening in my life, that I wanna be somebody that builds my house on the rock of Jesus. But I've gone through bad days. I've been hurt and disappointed and let down, passed over, rejected and embarrassed. I've had an unexpected conversation with my parents where they told me that they were getting a divorce. I've sat across from a doctor that told me and my wife that my son was diagnosed in the autism spectrum. I've been to funerals of people that I love with all my heart, that I feel were taken way too early. I've gotten a phone call from an ER nurse telling me that they were rushing my dad into emergency surgery and that there's a strong chance that he wasn't gonna make it. I've been through my share of storms and bad days. And here's what I know, more are coming. But I'm telling you, God has reminded me over and over again that my house will not fall because my house is built on the rock. And I want that so much for you, is that you can confidently stand up against any storm that comes your way and say, do your best. I know my house is gonna stand because I am building my house on the rock. So the question today is, what are you building your life on right now? Are you building your life on the rock or are you building your life on sand? Because Jesus never said that you won't have bad days. Remember John 16, 33, where he said in this world, you will, not that you might, that you will have trouble. But here's the good news. That's not the entire verse. Listen to what the rest of it says. Jesus says in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have over, I the rock have overcome the world. Write this down as we close today. Jesus never promises you an easier life. He promises you a better life. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And like we do every week, I just want you to ask God right now, what are you saying to me? What are you speaking to me right now, God? And maybe ask him this, what does my response need to be to today's message? How does my Monday need to look different because of my Sunday? And for many of you, your response needs to be to make the decision to build your life on Jesus, to build your entire life on the rock. And maybe you're here and you've never made that decision. Or maybe you're here and you have made that decision in the past, but you've walked away from God and now you find yourself here and you feel so far from God. And today you need a fresh start. Like we do every single week, we wanna give you that opportunity. We think it's the best decision you'll ever make in your life. The decision to follow Jesus, the decision to give him your life 
the decision to say, I'm building my entire life on the rock of Jesus and saying yes to him and saying yes to grace. And if you know that's your decision today, I want you to pray this simple prayer in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I love you. I need you. I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come live inside me? And will you do what I can't do myself? Will you change me? And will you make me brand new? I surrender my whole life to you, everything. I give you my life. And today I choose to follow you. Thank you for Jesus, the rock that we can build our entire life on that can stand against any single storm. It's through the awesome, powerful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People.